0: if you don't hold on to what was preached, this gospel that was preached, that you believed in, in which you took your stand, if you don't continue with this faith, then you will have believed in vain. Wherever you might be listening to us, we are glad that you are there. And we pray that uh, God will bless you and continue to bless you, even this during these very challenging times. The good news is that uh, God knows what we are going through and God's promises still hold true. Uh, please let us pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We are about to open your word. This word is the word of life, is the word that reveals you to us and even teaches us, Lord, uh, to know ourselves and to know our place in your scheme of things. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross. And I pray, Father, that we shall take this gift that you give to us, the people of this world, With the seriousness and that it deserves that what christ taught us and demonstrated through his life and his death and resurrection the commission that he gave to each one of us that we shall take it seriously as we wait for him to come back a second time open our ears lord to hear you and our eyes to see you and our hearts to receive you in jesus name we pray Amen. Now, um, our reading this morning, my dear friends, is from the Book of First Corinthians, chapter fifteen, uh, and we shall read verses one to eleven. And uh, the the question we are trying to consider this morning is after Christ rose from the grave and after His appearances, we know that He went up to glory and we know that He's coming back. And so what? how do we relate to Him then? Why He's not here physically? And we shall start um, you know, today considering that, and then as we go along, we shall then progress to the coming of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is celebrated. This is, is, is to be celebrated this year on the 23rd of this uh, month, the 23rd of May, Sunday, 23rd of May, um, and, and, and 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 the impact. The Holy Spirit has caused. In, in, in the world, in life, generally, and particularly giving birth to the church and raising for Christ billions of believers who are called by his name. And um, this is not a, a, a small thing, it's a huge thing. Compared to the things that are happening in the world, there is nothing greater than what God has done and what he is doing right now. The secret is to keep, to maintain our faith, and to wait patiently for him to deliver the promises he has made. So let us read from uh, chapter 1, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 to 11 of First Corinthians. Now, brothers... that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the Apostles, and at last. And and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the Apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an Apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Now, over the Easter period, we came across various people to whom Jesus appeared after his resurrection. He first appeared to the women who had come to, to his tomb, to, um, with the aim of anointing his body this was on the that day after his resurrection after his burial his death and burial um, and, and, and then of course you know the story um, they, they found a, he's been raised and they, they and and they found their angels who told him he had risen as we have been seeing uh, during that period of vista then he appeared to the disciples and then to other people, some of them who are named, and those who are not named. Now, in the book of Acts, we are told that uh, he appeared to various persons over a period of 40 days, and in today's reading, Paul says that he actually appeared to well over 500 believers, some of who have some who have died who had died some were still living when paul was writing these things but of critical importance and what is uh, our point of discussion this morning is that paul says that at last or last of all jesus appeared to paul Jesus, Paul says, he also, he he appeared to me also. And this is the very um, simple subject that I would like for us to consider this morning. That Paul's testimony is that Jesus appeared to him and we know this appeared, Jesus appeared to him not while he was here physically, but well after Jesus had been raised and after Jesus had returned to heaven. He appeared to Paul. And therefore, my argument is, there is no difference then and now. Jesus appeared to people today, and he has appeared to to different people over the centuries, very much as he appeared to the disciples and the people who have been named here uh, 2,000 years ago. So what I'm saying um, is that what Paul has written here is actually the central theme of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the heart of the gospel. And those who believe in what is written here are those that actually believe that Jesus is who He said He was. That Jesus died and rose, and He came back, and, and 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 He was seen by people, and that He rose again, and He came back. He's coming up again. So if we should ever forget anything of the things that we have read. In the Bible, or anything we have been taught, or we have studied ourselves, if we believe anything at all, let us believe these things that I'm about to uh, look at just now, and that is what Paul says is of utmost importance. With these basic uh, points that make up the gospel in which we believe, and which if it is believed even by those who are listening to me now they will become followers of jesus christ and the first one is that jesus died for our sins according to verse 3 jesus died for our sins this is to say in other words that before jesus died we were all sinners and the Bible does say that, that indeed, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, it doesn't matter what kind of religion you follow, we have all sinned. And we fall short of God's glory. And there's no way we can save ourselves. And there's no one who can save us. And we, we have had time to reflect on. The first chapter of the of the book of Genesis, the first three chapters of the of the book of Genesis, you know, the creation of of man of of the of the universe, or, and uh, the creation of man in God's image, in an you know innocent, sinless situation, and then in chapter three, his fall from grace, and then um, the, the, that sin of Adam being passed. To every other person in all generations up to today and so all human beings have sinned and I need of forgiveness without forgiveness all of us then are subject to God's judgment and his wrath it is for that reason that Jesus came it is for that reason for that reason that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins and to restore us back to a right relationship with God our Creator to restore us to restore the image of God you know um, in which we were first created um, so that then we can you know have uh, the kind of life that God intended for us so Christ died for our sins Right? This, that's the number one, and, uh, and something um, that, um, that is necessary for us to know and to believe if we were to become followers of Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus died, and he was buried. You know, that is a fact as well. One would perhaps think that this is an obvious thing, because when people die, they are either buried or, well, some are cremated these days. But the point is that Jesus was buried and, um, and, and this burial was witnessed by people who have lived to witness to the burial itself. And then number three, that Jesus was raised back to life on the third day once again this is an absolutely different thing uh, and let me just say one or two things about this that uh, this is a great uh, point of departure between uh, the christian faith and all other religions that our savior died he was buried and he was reselected and now he lives and he appears to people that is something that is not uh, taught anywhere else that is something that is not believed in anywhere else it is only in the bible that this is has been taught and this is this is the this is why jesus is unique he is not a competitor he is not the, the, the head of a religion in fact, Christ did not begin a religion. He started a movement, a spiritual movement, a movement God-Word. You know, um, our, 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 um, our, our faith is not that we climb mountains or try to go to upwards to reach up to God. It is that God loved us and came down to reach down to our level. Jesus came from heaven and he became man and he died as a, as a human being in order to take away our sins. But because he is God, death could not hold him down. And so he was raised again after three days and he was seen by people. Uh, and, and this is something um, uh, that, that, that is again, you need to believe in as a follower of Jesus Christ. Then uh, number four, Paul says he appeared to his disciples, the apostles, and then the five hundred uh, believers. These became eyewitnesses who testified as to what they had seen, and even as they were being scattered under uh, 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 persecution. They preached this gospel. They said they told everybody they met what they had seen, what they had heard with their ears, what they had touched. The person, the life of Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, uh, is one of the critical is, is and perhaps the most is the most important factor, uh, an element of. Of our faith. Now, according to Scripture, verses uh, you know, um, according to Scripture is, is something that is mentioned by Paul in verses three and four. All these things that Paul ha- is writing, he says they are according to Scripture. And 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 I want to read another Scripture to just underline this. Uh, the book of 1 uh, Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. Uh, uh, this is again Paul writing and he says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbade people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who have the truth. My dear friends, Paul is saying all those things he has re- is written down here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the verses we have read, are scripture, are according to scripture. The death of Christ, the burial, the resurrection, the, 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 the his being seen by witnesses, that is according to scripture. But he is warning uh, Timothy that a time is coming when people will believe false teachings, that are promoted by demons, by false teachers answering to the teachings of demons. One of the major attractions to churches, to some some so-called, some mega-churches, this is, is the so-called gospel of prosperity, of health and wealth. Now, where is this written in the, where does this gospel come from? Is it according to scripture? The big answer is no, it is a false gospel promoted by demons and taught by false teachers, my dear friends. If something is not written in the scripture, forget it. Period. Number five, number six is is, is that um, Paul says, he appeared to me in verse eight. He appeared to me, and, and we, shall, we shall come to that a little later. But I'll, let me just say here very briefly that this, in order to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to have this testimony that Jesus has appeared to me. And so now let, let, me, let me try and um, um, add a little bit of meat, a little bit of flesh, uh, on, on this, that he appeared to me. I did mention at the beginning that this is a point uh, that, that I want us to discuss this morning, a matter of personal testimony that Jesus has appeared to me and to you and to every other believer. So Paul says, after appearing to all those people he has mentioned, he appeared to me as well. And, uh, but I want us to note that uh, Paul did mention uh, the, I mean, the people that, that I mean, two, uh, two people at least to whom Jesus appeared personally and individually. And these, these are Peter and James. And then the third one, Paul himself. Now, let me just say one of two things. Peter, we talked about Peter last Sunday uh and you cannot go through easter message without mentioning the case of peter we know how he denied jesus three times and how later he was restored back to the fellowship and back to faith and later on he was to become uh, himself uh, he he had he was crucified on account of his testimony uh i I mean uh, later on so Jesus did not just appear to the disciples as a group, but he appeared to Peter individually, and I, I, I alluded to it last Sunday as well. Then Peter, uh, Paul here also says that he also Jesus also appeared to James. You see, I mean, why, why, why Peter, why James? James uh, was the half brother. There were two James. There were two people named name James, James the brother of John, the fisherman, but then there was James, the half-brother of Jesus. He's more prominent in the book of Apostles, uh, but James, now the, 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 the son of Joseph and Mary, so they are half-brothers with Jesus, in, in the sense that Mary is the mother of both, but, 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 but Jesus, of course, you know, um, uh, is not biologically son of Joseph. Anyhow, James was the half brother of Jesus. But along with his brothers, he did not believe in Jesus at the beginning. But after all these things we have talk, talked about, the, the 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 death and the resurrection. And then the the coming of the Holy Spirit, the and the ascension um, as well, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. James' life was, was transformed. He became a believer, and even a leader uh, in the church itself. Now, so then, that person. Um, I mean, I mean, these things are of critical importance, my brothers, because uh, I just want to underline the fact that. Jesus still appears to people and he has appeared to many and there are testimonies almost every day of people who have encountered Jesus so the third person then is Paul himself as we know Paul was originally not a follower of Jesus Christ we don't even know whether he met Jesus when he was here physically but according to his own testimony he hated Jesus and he ruthlessly persecuted his followers hoping to destroy the church. Paul, who was then known as Saul, was present when Stephen was stoned to death. He even approved of it. And even he kept the clothes of those who were were stoning Stephen. Then Paul unleashed a very ferocious persecution against the church, which resulted in the church in Jerusalem breaking up and all the believers uh, being scattered um, all over their place but it is was in the course of persecuting the church that paul encountered jesus on this very famous journey to damascus the damascus road so jesus appeared to paul who was then called Saul, on his way to damascus to where he was going to arrest Christians and put them in jail. And then, but when he encountered Jesus, he forgot his persecuting mission. His life was miraculously transformed. He became a new person, a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ and a forceful preacher and defender of the faith. He himself suffered persecution on account of his testimony. He was put in jail, and finally, he was murdered as well. I want us, my dear friends at this point, to hear a bit of his testimony, uh, of what happened. 1 Timothy, chapter 1. Um, I'll read verses 12 to 16. And he says, I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me faithful appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer uh, and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of the Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. That is Paul's testimony. And that is his prayer that even those who are the worst of sinners, murderers, witch doctors, people engaged in, 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 in even in demon worship, uh, and the so-called atheists, if this should allow Christ come into their lives, their sins would be forgiven, and they themselves will become believers and disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, in verses 1 and 2 of our reading, Paul is reminding us then, those who have followed those teachings and have believed in Christ uh, as a a cautionary statement, um, he's saying that um, This gospel was passed on to him by those who first of all who encountered Christ, the disciples. And this is what Paul believed and that is what saved him. And that is the same gospel that he passed on to the Corinthians and it is the gospel that they believed. Now we can tell when we read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 if we read the, the whole of it it becomes clear that some of the, Christ, the Corinthian believers had begun to doubt uh, the gospel that Paul had taught them. They were beginning; some of them were beginning to even doubt the resurrection of Christ, and even the resurrection, the, the resurrection of the believers at the end of time. And so, for this reason, Paul is warning the church in Corinth and he is also uh, warning us today in those verses 1 and 2 of our reading that you if you don't hold on to what was preached this gospel that was preached that you believed in in which you took your stand if you don't continue with this faith then you will have believed in vain Jesus himself said that if the only way you can remain my disciple the only way that your life in christ can be fruitful if you remain in him if you remain in me and my words remain with you in you it is only then that even your prayers will be answered it is then you become fruitful in your ministry it is only then you can remain as his follower as a disciple so Basically, brothers and sisters, and all who hear. That is the gospel that was preached by those who first of all encountered Jesus after, uh, you know, uh, um, in his life, in his death and his resurrection. And it is a gospel that has been lived on over the last 2,000 years. And it is a gospel I'm preaching now, that it is the gospel that was passed on to me, and I am bound to preach this same gospel without adding a single word or removing a single comma or a single dot. Otherwise it will cease to be the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So as believers, we need to hold on firmly to the truth that, of this gospel that we have heard and believed in. We need to live by its truths, its teachings, Otherwise, if we don't, then we shall be blown on all sides by this wave of, of new teachings and all manner of Gospels that are being preached all over the world these days by false teachers, by spirit of demons. And this critical question therefore remains, my dear friends, Do you know Jesus as your personal saviour and Lord? This is a basic point of entry into the kingdom of God. There's no shortcut. You have to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, and you have to be born again is still the the, the gospel and a condition for entry to the kingdom of God. After receiving this word, then we need to grow to maturity. We need to be able to share, to, to teach others as well. We also need to distinguish the truth from falsehood. We need to stand firm in the Word of God and not allow ourselves to be moved. Dear friends, we live in, a very, dangerous, very, in very dangerous times. The world around us is awash with all manner of teachings, doctrines, wisdom, and man, all manner of information and knowledge. Many believers have been led astray and taken captives by these strange teachings and doctrines. Many have lost their way and do not have any idea how to come back, uh, either out of embarrassment or they have completely uh, forgotten uh, what they were taught. The good news is Jesus is ever appearing to people. Jesus is only a prayer away. If you were once a believer, if you were a believer and you have gone astray, and you've been taken captive by the doctrine of demons, all you need to do is turn to the same Jesus Christ wherever you are right now, and ask for forgiveness. And, he, and as Jesus uh, demonstrated in the, in, the, in the parable of the prodigal son, you will be received back with joy and celebration. The angels in heaven will sing and dance uh, at your return. So let me invite you, my dear friend, if you have never given your life to Jesus, there is no better time than now to ensure that your life is held securely by the living Jesus who conquered death and who destroyed the power of Satan over our lives, took away our sins, he will forgive you and give you a new life, as he did for Paul and as he has done uh, over, the, over, the, over the centuries. That is my invitation this morning, and it's all. According to this word, come to Jesus, believe in him, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, that you care so much for us. You loved us so much that you gave your life for us. Let us not waste time, O oh God. Chasing the wind, believing in things that, 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 that are nothing But doctrines of demons help us further to stand firm on the basis of the faith that has been passed on to us, if we are believers. Let us not allow ourselves, help us not to allow ourselves to be shaken from the stand we have taken, from the faith that has been passed on through the ages. We look forward, O God told you, to your second coming. Help us then to stand firm in our faith and to lift high your royal banner that it should not suffer loss. We pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen.